Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Savior Jesus Christ, the rock of our salvation and the real present refuge and power that we celebrate and that we rejoice in. This week, as Pastor said, we are celebrating Lutheran Schools Week. We're celebrating that salvation that we proclaim each and every day in our Christian schools, our church, and our families. This weekend, we're celebrating, through these services, we're celebrating the faith that binds us together, not only in church, but in the hallways, in the gym, in the classrooms, and again, in our families, the families that raise children in the way that they should go, the brothers and sisters of all of us, brothers and sisters in Christ, who rest in the arms of the Savior. The theme for Lutheran Schools Week comes from Psalm 46, a real, present God. God is our refuge, a present help in the time of trouble. We will not fear, a real, present God. We celebrate this real presence of the Heavenly Father. We celebrate that comfort and assurance that we have. There's a section of Psalm 46 that I'd like to to focus on, but first I want to just talk a little bit about my childhood. And as, as a boy, my mom would bring me to church. And as I sat with my mom in church, I am relatively certain that I was very well behaved. I'm also relatively certain that there were times when I was distracted maybe not so well behaved. And maybe you've heard this too, but I remember distinctly that when those times came up, my mother would need to say only two words. Be still. And I always knew that there were always two words that would follow be still. They were really never spoken. It was just understood that The words following be still were or else. And of course, I had the added pressure of my father looking, staring down at me from the pulpit because my father was the pastor of the church. But in that context, those words be still, there's a threat there. But in today's reading in Psalm 46, We celebrate something quite opposite. We celebrate really the gospel in the Old Testament. And one of the things as we study in our school, as we study the Bible, as we study the catechism, as we study God's word, we learn that the gospel is not exclusive to the New Testament. The gospel is the entire word of God. Because everything in the Bible, everything that we read in the Bible, all the promises of Scripture coming from Genesis on to the end of Revelation, is all focused on one thing, and that is Jesus Christ. The fascinating aspect of that is in Psalm 46. We have that gospel message, the gospel message that then leads us to the gospel lesson today where we have Jesus calling to the children and telling the children to run to him and telling the disciples, let them come to me. The faith of children running into the arms of the Savior. And the Savior 
through God the Father saying, Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46 provides that foundation. The foundation that promises this ever-present God, no matter what is going on, outside the frame of our building, of our school, of our church. Because Psalm 46 that we proclaim, again, each and every day through our Christian education, Psalm 46 proclaims that no matter what is happening in the world, God does not change. And no matter how much chaos there is in the world, nothing can shake this foundation of faith that we have in our Savior. This psalm reminds us that God is the real, present power, the real, present refuge from all the disaster, all the wretchedness and despair of this world, no matter what happens. And believe me, if that message was ever important, it's important today with everything that we see in our world to know that God never changes and nothing shakes this foundation. It's paraphrased in a, in a wonderful song. And maybe you've heard the song, I am forever who I am. And the words in one of the verses are, Though mountains slide into the sea, and waters rush where fields should be, though monuments and nations fall, your holy city stands through all. Be still and know that I am God. <laughs> That's not or else. That's not be still or else. That's be still and know that we have a real present God. And that's the gospel and the salvation that comes with it. But what about inside? Inside this framework of this church building and the school and the hallways. You see, one of the things that, that we realize, and I would have to say one thing that, that we realized as we transferred to St. John, and I've been a member of the Lutheran Church my entire life, baptized in the Lutheran Church. My father was a pastor, went to Lutheran schools, been in the ministry of Lutheran education my entire career, just recently transferred to St. John and got into St. John, and it was very quickly I realized here at St. John that this church is full of sinners. What a shock! This school is full of sinners. These teachers, this staff, all sinners. Yet even in this place, where we fall short and we have as many flaws that we have to deal with, this is an ever-present God that we worship. This is an ever-present God that is the subject of our Christian education. This is not a God who promises that as long as you do this, as long as you act like this, as long as you do the right things, then I'm the ever-present God. That's not the promise of God. The promise of God comes in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it said, God demonstrates his own love for us in this, while we were still sinners. What a wonderful, what a remarkable verse. What a remarkable word in using while. That means at the same time, not if, then. While we were still sinners, as sinners, Christ died for us. That means that we have his real presence even though he knows who we are. And sometimes in our own stubborn human nature, we walk around like we're trying to hide from God. 
We're trying to hide those sins, trying to hide who we are. It's as if we're afraid of that person around the corner who's going to jump out at us and say, there, I see the real you. If God knew you were like that, you wouldn't be singing those songs. If God knew that about you, then you wouldn't say that about your school. If God knew you had those kind of people in your school or in your church, maybe you wouldn't praise God the way you do. But the fascinating thing is this, God does know that about us. And he sent his son to die for us anyway, and he promises us his real presence anyway. No matter what our flaws are. There's a great story about a pastor who a pastor who was very supportive of, of the school and of Sunday school and Christian education, and he was a hands-on pastor. He was the pastor that walked into the school building and he walked into the hallways during Sunday school, and one Sunday he decided he wanted to find out and make sure that those children were learning the great stories of the Bible and the great word of the Bible. And so just as a test, he walked into a Sunday school classroom and he fired a question at the children. He said, children, who knocked down the walls of Jericho? And it was silent. And he asked again, who knocked down the walls of Jericho? And he noticed a little boy and his friend kind of whispering to each other and squirming a little bit in their seat. And so he said, Justin, who knocked down the walls of Jericho? Justin looked at his friend Ryan and then he looked back at Pastor and he nervously said, I don't know, Pastor, but we didn't do it. <laughs> the pastor was very dismayed about this and after Sunday school was over, he confronted the Sunday school teacher and he said, can you explain? Can you explain that? And the Sunday school teacher looked back at Pastor and just shook his head and said, I, I can't, Pastor, except to say that Justin and Ryan, well, they're good little boys, and if they said they didn't do it, they didn't do it. <laughs> God does know this about our church. God does know that we have flaws, that we have shortcomings, and his promises are real. His presence is real anyway. Amongst all of this, inside and out, we have the words of Psalm 46 that promise us that in the midst of all this, be still and know that I am God. And as the gospel lesson today says, run to the safety and to the comfort of my arms. And this stillness, this presence, it's not an or else, it's a promise of peace. And it's not just any peace. It's a peace that transcends all understanding. All understanding. Because we are sinners in need of a Savior, and each and every day we need to understand and recognize and acknowledge that, that we are sinners, as we just did in our confession and in our absolution. We know that we are sinners, we need a Savior, and we know the peace of being a redeemed people. That peace that is expressed in John chapter 14, verse 27, where Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. This means that Jesus says, there is no peace in this world that you can understand. My peace transcends all of that. The peace that our Savior says in the Gospel of John is a peace that only he can give. And there is no other peace, no other peace that can calm a family rocked by tragedy. There is no other peace 
that can calm people that are shaken by tragedy or overwhelmed by their burdens. Only this overwhelming peace, the peace that is found in those words, be still and know that I am God, the peace that is shared here in church and in our school every day, the peace that is found in be still and know that I am God. Even though we can't even begin to understand the vastness of this. Trying to understand this vastness is, as C.S. Lewis said, and I, I found this quote by C.S. Lewis, and, and I liked it because, I don't know if you, any of you have a dog, but we have a dog, and it just sort of hit me. C.S. Lewis said it this way. He said, these conjectures as to why God does what he does are probably of no more value than my dog's idea of what I'm up to when I sit and read. And I could just imagine my dog looking up at me as I'm sitting reading, wondering, hmm, I wonder what he's up to. We can't understand. We can't begin to understand the ways of an all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present, real-present Heavenly Father, but we know his word is truth, and that's, our mission here. That's our mission in Christian schools. Beyond all the learning that goes on, beyond all the context, beyond all the, the books, the studying, the test, all of those things, beyond all of that, our mission is to follow the Word of God, and following the Word of God is following the truth. And we hear those words in the third letter of John, in the fourth verse, there is no greater joy, John says, there is no greater joy than to know that my children are walking in the truth. That truth is an ever-present God whose promises don't change over time. That truth is the truth that we celebrate during Lutheran Schools Week and all year long. It's sharing that joy with each other that we have from every staff member in our organization here at St. John our students, our families, that joy of walking in the truth of God's word. And that book of John, that letter of John, has become a, a document, really, in which the truth is inscribed for all to read. And that's the truth that we celebrate. We rejoice in that truth. When nothing seems to stay the same, you teach us your eternal name. I am forever who I am, above you, beneath you, around you, and within you. Be still and know that I am God. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the blessings that you give us each and every day. We thank you, especially, Lord, for Christian education, for ministers, for teachers, for those people that would teach your word, that would teach the truth. We thank you for the children and the families that raise up children in the way that they should go. We thank you for this truth and knowing that no matter what happens outside or inside, we can be still and know that you are God. We thank you for giving us the salvation that we have through your Son, Jesus Christ. Send your Holy Spirit to us that we may rejoice in this salvation and this joy each and every day of our lives. In your name we pray. Amen.